Before you get upset for any reason, I think it's important that we all listen to and acknowledge the following truthful disclaimer. Remember, you're listening to, yes, right now, you're listening to the irrational and very unorganized mind of someone who is horrified by COVID. That is true. Not alone in that. Horrified by COVID. However, that same person that's horrified by something like COVID has no issues taking drugs given to me by strangers while traveling alone in foreign countries where I don't speak the language or know a single soul. Just, just a disclaimer. And since we're giving out disclaimers, just so you know, uh, I'm not legally allowed to own a firearm of any kind for the rest of my entire life in any of the United States of America or her territories. So if something fucked up happens, this is why. And now we've delivered the disclaimer. I think once again today, we're going to go back to the audio well of podcast gold that is I dream of suckaduck at gmail.com. What happened to Bob at bobsfishbowl.com? Well, even though I'm paying for it, it is currently, and been this way for many months now, irrevocable. That, that's a difficult word to say. I'm not even going to try to say that word. Uh, it's broken. It's it, irrevocably. That's difficult for me right now. Uh, do I, should I read the disclaimer again? Um, yeah, Bob at bobsfishbowl.com. Real website. You can send email to Bob at bobsfishbowl.com. Will I ever see it? No. No, I won't. You want to get a hold of me. There's only one way. Not on the Facebook. Not on the LinkedIn. You want to you want, you want tackle this podcast sack of potatoes, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, you grab me at this handle. I dream of suckaduck at gmail.com. Fair? Fair. Moving on after I take a sip of delicious beverage. Because what... It's ice water. What kind of monster would open up I dream of suckaduck at gmail.com without taking a sip of a delicious beverage? I'm going to hit it again. Ice water is good. That's the... Uh, that's a style of ice water. I call the full bob, too. The full bob is, is like a three-quarters of a cup, like an iced tea. You, you know, the big glasses, and it's lots and lots of ice in it. It's real good. Uh, but it's not iced tea. It's just, it's just ice water with a lemon wedge, a lime wedge, and a mint leaf. If you want to order that at your local restaurant, and you tell them you want a water, at that point, the waitress or waiter should look at you and go straight up or the full bob. The only appropriate answer is the full bob. All right, back to uh, the red hot. I dream of suckaduck at gmail.com. The first email I'm getting to right now, I promise, is from L. Ron Gomert in Bible Buttfuck, Texas. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's Bible Buttfuck, Texas. Like Butte, Montana. Uh, Easy word to mispronounce if you're not familiar with. So this comes from Elron Gobert, Elron Gomert, excuse me, in Bible Butte, Fuck, Texas. And 
Mr. Gomert writes, when will you look at the facts and admit the election was stolen from Trump? Hashtag stop the steal. This is, um, <laughs> where do you even, where do you say? so Rudy's got the Rona, right? Ru- Rudy's got the Rona. I'm, I'm sure he'll pull through and be just fine. He's a, he's a, he's a pillar of, of, of health and just, uh, just, just, just what a walking example of, uh, what an American male can grow up to be in, uh, in this fucking country. What a, what a guy. Yeah. Rudy's got the Rona. Uh, from America's Mayor to Global Laughing Stock. Congratulations, Root. Again, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's going to pull through everything. He'll be great. He, vampires don't die. Um, but uh, can, we, can we talk about this whole stop the steal thing? Like, again, because it, it's, just, it's just going nowhere. So, so the, the stop the steal crowd, um, I'm just going to talk to you directly now. All right. This is, this is just me. And the hashtag stop the steal contingent of our audience because they're here. So I'm not sure if you believe Rudy's got the Rona or not. My hunch is not because you don't believe in COVID. You don't believe in climate science. But somehow you believe the election was stolen. Somehow you believe that Trump cares about the Constitution. Somehow you believe in a religion with a Genesis story, pun intended, that's curious at best. Somehow you believe some crazy fucking weird shit on top of that, like Vice Pastor Pence is a heterosexual male, and Rudy Giuliani is a world-class attorney. Believe all those things. In addition to... But the election? Oh, no. That, uh, that can't be right. Why can't it be right? Uh, math is math is so passe. Simple addition? We don't think so. Not in, not in Trump's America. The winner is who we say it is and who we think it is. Hashtag stop the steal. Thank you, L. Ron Gomert in Bible Buttefuck, Texas. Next email received at idreamofsuckabout at gmail.com comes from William Cosby, inmate number NN7687. Do all the mystery alien monoliths signify the beginning of the end times? I'm not sure if you heard the disclaimer at the top, Uh, but I am not an expert on alien monoliths or an expert on the end times, but uh, these aren't the beginning of the end times. These seems like the end. These seems... That, uh, that is a blue-blooded murder of the English tongue. I can't say irrevocably. I said it wrong again, and now I just hit my glasses on the microphone. I am on fire. I'm on fire. Can I take a moment to introduce you to my lucky Thai bamboo desk plant, Plantasia? Has a calming effect, I'm told, but not an ability, not to, in no way contributes to my ability to enunciate. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Was there a question? Do all the mystery alien monoliths signify the beginning of the end times? Again, not qualified. I, 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 I don't know. Those things are weird. I got a sneaky suspicion it's performance art, but I, you know, 
You've heard this podcast. What do I know about performance art? Can I talk to you about something else that's weird, though? If you have Amazon Prime, and I'm sorry if you don't, because I'm not sorry that you've made that decision. I'm sorry that you won't know what I'm talking about here. There's a very obscure documentary. It's, it, is, it is more low-budget than the most low-budget porn you've seen on a phone. But it is, um, it's, on, it's on the Amazon Prime video, right? And it's called Lights in the Sky. And ever since I watched this thing, it's just, uh, this is wild. Let me try to explain this. And, and we're going to get into quantum fucking physics here. And I'm not sure if you heard the disclaimer. But this could go, this could go sideways real quick, considering that I can't enunciate or seemingly put a coherent sentence together. Other than that, this podcast is going <laughs> just great, is it not? So this Lights in the Sky documentary, a couple years ago, there's this story all over the news. They even show a clip of it in the, in the documentary. You've got Nora O'Donnell on the, on the CBS News talking about it. But there were, uh, there were these mystery drones in the sky. I believe they, some of them were in, were, were, were in Nevada. Uh, some of them were in Colorado. Like, mystery drones in the sky. Get this when you watch the documentary, but there are some there are some problems with these things being drones. Uh, they stayed up for way too long. Uh, they moved in ways that was undrone like, whatever, whatever the fuck that means. And this documentary was actually made by a by this woman. I'm assuming in her mom's basement, <laughs> but it, it, it's very interesting. I'll tell you where she's getting here. And she's a um, she's a videographer. Uh, she's worked for, for news stations. Uh, uh, she also was in the military where, where she filmed a bunch of shit and gets, uh, and gets the, the video editing process. And, and by turning different filters up and different filters down when looking at people who took, because everyone has like phones now and, and, and took cameras and these things. Um, these lights in the sky, uh, were they drones? No, no, they weren't. Were they aliens? Not likely. And you've got to watch this so I have someone to talk about it with. I fucking texted my friend Patrick to watch this, and he never did. And now Patrick doesn't return my calls. Probably because he's heard the disclaimer before at the top of the show. But what these lights in the sky turn out to be is, is, just, is just fascinating. And yes, I'm getting to it right now. The lights in the sky. There's, there's something in quantum physics where... A something or other behaves differently when it is being viewed. I know it seems strange. You're just going to have to believe me. This is true. This, this is quantum physics. This is quantum mechanics. But the sheer act of a particle being observed causes that particle to behave in a different way. All right. In fact, it is possible within the realm, within the field of quantum physics and quantum mechanics, for a particle to be two places at the exact same time. Now back to the lights in the sky. It appears the most rational explanation for these lights in the sky, what we're actually seeing and what was actually being observed was actual 
bursts of energy, like floating across the sky, the sky, in in almost like a quantum realm. These are these are lights. This is energy that exists in another dimension, but is being seen and behaving differently only by the limited number of people that are actually observing it. It it is wild. It is it. It, it's not crazy. This is not fucking. This is not stop the steal shit. This is um, this is science. It it it's all about. It's less than an hour to watch. Um, if you haven't watched it and now it sounds interesting, please watch it and email me what you think about it or or comment below. If that's is that even possible? It's not. Okay. All right. Uh, YouTube Yoga with Adrian says that all the time. Today she was asking about uh, what our favorite book was. She told us to be serious, and then and then comment below. I didn't uh, I didn't uh, comment on the YouTube Yoga with Adrian, but anyway, that's uh, so that so that's lights in the sky. Um, the next email from I Dream of Suck a Duck at gmail.com. The only way to get a hold of me. I should I should turn off my phone. Uh, comes from Ted Danson in Beverly Hills, California. And Ted writes, How is Shakira getting even hotter? Great question, Ted. Great question. I remember the first time I saw Shakira, 20-something years ago, or maybe a little less, a little more. I'm not fucking sure. But I remember thinking to myself at the time, that may very well be the most attractive human being I've ever seen in my life. She's like a real female Jason Momoa. If you if you catch my drift, she um she she's a she's a good looking gal, right? She's a good, uh, but she has a brand new video. It's called "Girl Like Me." It just came up on the uh, on the internet. Unfortunately, it also features the Black Eyed Peas, which is which is uh, disappointment all the way all the way around. Uh, that is uh, that is a, a limp dick factor of about a million billion trillion zillion. Times infinity. <laughs> the limp dick factor of the black eyed piece. Back to Shakira. Oh, if 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 you're if you're a fan of the female form, you're gonna like uh, a Shakira doing aerobics with some dancers, and you're really gonna like that Shakira when she starts skateboarding uh, to the black eyed piece. Uh, Shakira is forty three years old. She's a mother of two. She, uh, she, she's, she, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. She's happily married. Uh, I'm never getting anywhere near, near Shakira. You know, you know who I've got a new, who we've got a new crush on? You know, for a while I had a, I had a big crush on, uh, on Michelle Wolf. I think that, I think that's worn off. I think, I, I think if I was to like, uh, go out to tea or, uh, or some kind of, some kind of, uh, some kind of sushi joint with, uh, Michelle, I think I would be intimidated by Michelle. I, th- I think I, I, she, 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 she's too smart. She would hear the disclaimer and, and not be interested, right? She, she doesn't want any of that. Meanwhile, uh, I've developed this thing for Saturday Night Lives, uh, Melissa Villasenor. Does anyone else have a Melissa Villasenor thing? I, th- I think she is just a delight. Uh, and I've thought this for a little bit now, or at least I was trending that direction. And then on, I, I watched uh, on Netflix my least favorite documentary series hosted by my least favorite comic of all time, Jerry Seinfeld. I've never seen one episode of Seinfeld in my life. When people ask me why, I give them the old street joke, because black people don't watch Seinfeld. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You heard the disclaimer. But Melissa Villasenor was in a car getting coffee 
with Jerry Seinfeld. And so I watched it. And I've seen a couple other comics in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And usually it's just kind of a, it's just kind of an awkward, like they both know the cameras are on like lights in the sky and they behave differently. Right. It's just, it's just different. But she was, she was on this knowing she, she's on camera. She was, she was so shy and, and, and so humble and so personable and, and never at any time trying to, trying to compete or outshine uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld the way, the way so many people uh, uh, do when they're on comedians in cars getting, getting coffee. And then I watched Saturday Night Live this week with, uh, with Jason Bateman. And I'm, watch, I'm watching the end credits roll through. And you know how everyone on the stage, they, they all come out and it's all huggy, huggy time and stuff. It masks now, but still, you know, the whole cast and, and, and the musical guests, they're, they're all out there, right? And, and I see Melissa Villasenor just, just kind of just standing off to the side. Like she, she was at the side. She was part of the group, but not really communicating the group. Like she was definitely kind of, kind of the outsider there. And, and I'm like, me and that girl could go out to tea because that's how I feel everywhere I go. Um, I think, uh, I think, and she told a story, I believe, with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Well, they were they were comedians in cars getting coffee. That she had, a, that she once broke up with a boyfriend, I believe, on a Mexican boat because uh, she realized uh, they, they had different kinds of a sense of humor, and it just wasn't going to work. And I thought that was a. She, she's great. I, I don't know. I got to think for Melissa Villasenor now. Just thought, just thought you'd like to know. The next question, if. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll drop it. We don't, we don't want to creep uh, Miss Villasenor out. She's, uh, she, she's all class, and we're all legal disclaimers, so that, uh, I can't imagine we'll be getting together. Uh, the next uh, email from idreamofsuckaduck at gmail.com comes from Chuck Manson in the Dalles, Oregon. Chuck writes, Did you get all kinds of hard when you saw Steve Kornacki on the Sunday Night Football Big Board? We're doing another story that is tangentially related to uh, to NBC. Great, um, I love Steve Kornacki. Steve Kornacki is is the undisputed king. He is the Michael Jordan. He's the best there's ever fucking been. That man is the goddamn goat of the big board. There's no other way to describe Steve Kornacki. And whether Steve Kornacki knows everything about football or not, with five minutes of research, that dude on the big board was better than anybody else talking about football playoff standings in the last hundred years <laughs> in the history of big boards. Give him a big board. Don't even tell him what's going to be on it. He can articulately explain every single moving part. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of people. A lot of people got really, really, really all kinds of mega hard. When they, no, no limp dick, black-eyed pee action there. No way, Steve Kornacki on the big board. Uh, I did see something else that I found curious uh, watching it, watching the uh, Sunday night football game because you can't watch the, the live sports on the DVR because then you, you might actually find out who you win. So that's like the only time you know you really see commercials. Uh, NBC's got a new show coming out, and it, it's called it's called NBC Nurses. Like they're just like they. They stopped naming shows like like they that's that's just uh, nurses. I just I just thought that was um I don't know I, I don't know I don't know it just struck me as odd nurses. 
red hot drama coming coming sometime to a television. Um, I look forward to the uh, the spinoff, uh, NBC Phlebotomists, and that spinoff, NBC Hospital Landscapers, and then of course the last spinoff that really uh, jumps the shark, uh, NBC Hot Dog Guy. Or, or NBC, excuse me, Hospital Hot Dog Guy. I didn't, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to fuck up the uh, the name of the show. So every hospital I've ever been to, always, uh, at least in a major city, always a hot dog guy out there. Uh, last question uh, from I Dream of Suck a Duck at gmail.com comes from Isaiah the Dutch God in Orlando, Florida, and Isaiah writes. Candace Owens says what the world needs now is more manly men. What say you? Now, this is, this is Candace Owens. The, um, she's attractive in her own right, but I suppose that it really is neither, neither here nor there. I'm sorry. You heard the disclaimer. Uh, but she's the cute black girl, uh, Candace Owens. Um, really Republican. Like, she, uh, does she have her own show on Fox Nation, or is she too big for that? She's, a, she's the hashtag Blacksit lady. The Blacksit. Um, what the world needs now is more manly men. I believe she said that in response because she was offended when she saw former uh, One Directioner Harry Styles wearing some kind of gown on the cover of some kind of magazine, and it really fucking upset her. Apparently, it led her to the profound thought, what the world needs now more than anything else is manly men. <laughs> manly. I don't even know what the fuck that means, manly men. I'm going to need another day to think about this. I, I got reason to believe, uh, disclaimer and all, that there, there's a legitimate chance that we podcast again tomorrow. A, I mean, we attempt to do it. Again, disclaimer, but uh, weekdays. We go like five days a week because this is what we do for fun. Have I introduced you to my desk plan? I did. Okay, all right. Never mind then. That's, that's good, you know. Can't have too much of a good thing. It's a good desk plant. Manly men. I need some, I'm going to need some time with that. need some time. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not manly at all. I've said before on this thing that I'm like, like 51% dude, like 49% chick, and I don't know what that means. But it seems right. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, don't, don't let this, uh, don't let that uh, uh, Adam Zeppel fool you, that voice. Uh, this, this voice is brought to you by, by years of, uh, of whiskey on the rocks, uh, Bushmills to be specific, and, uh, and Marlboro Reds <laughs> got, uh, got me this voice. So, Anyways, uh, hang out tomorrow, date, 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 and uh, Gosh, darn it. Just just in case, just in case, I'm, I'm going to apologize to uh, Melissa Villasenor. I don't want to, you know, I mean, she's heard the disclaimer. I, you know, if she's, I hope I, hope, hope I didn't run the, hope I didn't run the, the, the young lady off. I've said so many kind things about Pete Davidson, too. I'm sure this is going to go great. I'm sure this is going to go great. Uh, anyways, uh, love you lots. Um, knuckle up. Back tomorrow. On behalf of Fish B, who's still uh, just outside New York City, where he's pro bono lawyering for Jeffrey Tubin's cock, will Fish B be back tomorrow? No, but will I? Likely. Adios, amigo.